Please tell me you're going to appeal to my humanity. Uh, actually, I was planning to threaten you. <laughs> Should have left your armor on for that. Yeah, seen a bit of mileage, and you got the uh, glow stick of destiny. Uh, would you like a drink? <laughs> Stalling me won't change anything. No, no, no. Threatening. No drink? You sure? I'm, 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 I'm having one. The Chitari are coming. Nothing will change that. What have I to fear? The Avengers. It's what we call ourselves. It's sort of like a team, Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. <laughs> yes, I've met them. <sighs> yeah. It takes us a while to gain any traction, I'll give you that, but... Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, the super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a hulk. Oh, I thought the beast had wandered off. Yeah, you're missing the point. There's no throne, and there's no version of this where you come out on top. Yeah, maybe your army comes, and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Bitch. <laughs> Woo! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got My day. Let's take me, boy. Let's drop fuckers. Everybody on? Good. Great. Great. Wonderful. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to Facing Off. This is a podcast where we take two movies about super soldiers and demigods and uh, badass women. And I don't know. We just do two movies uh, that we find to be similar in some way, and we compare, contrast, and rate them. And today we're doing two of the biggest super team, superhero <laughs> meetup movies of all meet time. Up. We got the Avengers versus <laughs> Justice League. What's up? My name is Gabe, and I'm stumbling over all my words. And joined with me are the better spoken people, uh, Nick and Layla. What's up? Hi, friends. Nick, what's hey. that face you're making right now? I was yawning. <laughs> it was a yawn. I've had a long <laughs> week, man. <clears throat> yeah. It, but a, but an okay week, Nick? Sure, yeah. Okay. It's fine. Great. What about it you, sounds Layla? Sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, it's been an okay week. It's been like 75 to 80 degrees here the last three days, which for Whoa, Chicago in, in spring is like insane. So I have nothing to complain about. Balls, though? No, it's not. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a misconception that Chicago is just like always humid when it's warm. We do have like really nice warm days too. Um, so I've it's only just ever been gorgeous. The humid ones as well. Yeah, those aren't fun. For, like three days. They yeah, those not. are those are hard. <laughs> they were sweaty. Yeah. Well, uh, at least uh, no superheroes and aliens came out of the sky and destroyed no all the buildings in your uh, town. So not yeah. that level of complaint, no. That's good. Uh, hey, uh, we got some fun episodes actually coming up 
uh, soon. <laughs> After so this one, which won't you, be fun. Yeah, this one is going to be fun <laughs> as hell, but these other ones might be even better. Uh, and you should follow us on Instagram so you can find out what our next week's episode is going to be. We're going to be a little bit more active on Twitter and Instagram coming up. So look up Facing Off Pod and you'll find us there. Uh, before we get into this episode about these two movies. Oh, and by the way, we're doing the Snyder Cut version of Justice League, which you'll see in the title. Uh, we're going to be spoiling that. So if you haven't seen that, all four hours of oh, it, yeah. you should go and watch that I mean, before yeah. you listen to this. Or if you or don't, don't care, just listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people ended up liking it a lot more. So I think it's fair yeah. to, to encourage others fair to go enough. and watch it. I also will just explain, for those who are uninitiated with these kind of comic book movies, we're probably going to use the acronyms MCU and DCEU a lot. And just for anyone that doesn't know what that is... MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just talking about everything that's canon for Marvel movies, and now the shows on Disney+. Plus. And then the... DC is the Extended Universe, so oh, it's, yeah. E I don't even know what DC Nick stands for. Nick was just, for. like, looking up to the sky, perplexed the whole time you were explaining that, trying to figure out what the E was. Yeah, I, I used to think it was, like, the Entertainment Universe. Uh, that's what um, I thought for the last But I'm not entertained with seconds. half of their universe, so that oh. wouldn't be accurate. Shots Boom. fired, shots fired. Nick, do you have synopses for these movies? Yeah, these are two movies about um, leagues of superheroes who assemble to <laughs> avenge justice. Like the bad guys. <laughs> Great tagline. If there was a crossover movie, that would for sure be it. <laughs> would it? He did it. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, simple <laughs> enough. If you saw these movies, you know what the fuck happened. Um, I want to give a little bit of a backstory for why we have this Snyder Cut. Because for a lot of people, they're probably confused why the fuck there's a Snyder Cut, what the difference is between that and the Joss Whedon Cut. Um, so basically, Justice League. So Zack Snyder had been making the superhero movies in the DCEU. He's kind of like the foundational visual person for it. And so he had made Man of Steel, and then he made Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice did not do very well. It was not critically well-received, and they started getting scared because MCU was like really picking up steam at this time. So they, even though they hired Snyder to be on it, uh, they got a little bit worried about his creative control, so they actually like sent in someone to like watch over his process on behalf of the studio, Warner Brothers, and like <laughs> I don't know, like adjust things that he was doing. And he was getting really fed up with that. And then his daughter tragically um, took her own life, and that took him out of the project. So with the success of Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron and the studio thinking that fans wanted a lighter version of what they had been getting and they thought that was going to fix it. In comes Joss Whedon, director of Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, who had been really successful for Marvel. And Joss Whedon comes in in post-production because uh, Snyder had already filmed the entire thing. <laughs> and then he takes like 
90, 80 to 90% of what Snyder had and starts cutting it and fucking with it. And then he doesn't just come in to fix it in editing and post-production. He literally does reshoots, re-editing, rewriting to input a bunch of jokes. They wanted more like quippy humor, which just does not fit the story. And it doesn't fit the like other movies that have come out before it. So it just seemed really jarring. Nothing made sense. He didn't like, he shortened it. The studio wanted it to be really short. So a lot just got lost in that. There's no backstories for people. So uh, fans assume fans of Snyder who really like what he's done before knew that this couldn't have been Snyder's movie. It, like they must have fucked with it a bunch. This couldn't have been what he was planning. And so they petitioned, released the Snyder cut. It got so much traction that, Ben Affleck and like Jason Momoa got in on it and they started spreading it everywhere. And they basically forced the studio's hand into releasing a Snyder cut. And so with HBO max, they were like, Oh, we could do this without having to go into theaters. But here, Zack Snyder, we're going to give you 70 more million dollars to do as much CGI work as you need to do to finish this. Uh, Go ahead. And he released a four hour, eight part movie. That is what we have. Uh, so today we're going to talk about that versus Justice League or versus the Avengers. And we're going to also make mention of, you know, where Joss Whedon's cut also might have gone wrong. Is that um, eight parts, including the epilogue? So I think the epilogue is. So I t- think technically parts? is nine parts. Yeah. It's really more like 10 parts because the epilogue is like two parts. Yeah. I mean, the benefit of it is that you can watch it in different um, sittings, and he designed it that way. It was originally going to be like a series or something, but... But fuck me, I didn't. I just sat and watched the whole damn yeah, fucking thing. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> Layla oh, is wild for it's doing upsetting. that. It's um, upsetting. But anyways, I do want to say that there was something good that came out of the Snyder Cut, like the release the Snyder Cut thing, the like petitions and everything. It ended up raising $500,000 for suicide awareness um, Didn't know that. because awesome. of uh, his daughter. So yeah, I mean, it's a ridiculous thing. We'll talk about that in Legacy. So let's just kick it off. Let's let's break down these two movies. Let's compare them. Let's figure out which is the better super team uh assembled league movie. Uh <laughs> let's let's do our typical Jeez. categories and let's start with spectacularity. Uh, which okay. is the engagement level <clears throat> because these are super powered movies. They got to be super engaging. Were you engaged or were you bored? Were you distracted? Was the runtime too much? Blah blah blah. Layla, what did you think about Which the Avengers? <laughs> oh, okay. <There> you go. <laughs> um I so I rewatched Avengers last night. Um Same And thing. I like I truly just like love this movie. I I do. Mm-hmm. I I don't like I know that there are a lot of arguments to me. I like I hope we don't I'm trying really hard not to spend tonight comparing it to other MCU movies because that's just like really easy to do, I think, in this universe of movies that they've built. Like just in the context of the first ever movie of its kind where they brought all of these characters together, I think this movie is remarkable and so much fun and I think it's incredibly rewatchable. So I gave it a six. I'm very, I was tempted to give it a seven because I had so much fun watching it last night. Um I just think it's incredibly engaging aside from like how fun visually with the action and all of that jazz, like they combine it with such great dialogue. And I think for them to bring this many like 
huge ensemble characters that can totally carry a scene on their own but have them all engage equally within a scene as well as they do is amazing it's it's incredible and it's funny dialogue it's still very human i do think there are a lot of moments here where it's like as as tony stark is making jokes he's really calling out a lot of really important things for each character and i think that's really special and fun um I don't know. I just think it's a really fun movie. I was watching it last night and I was honestly, I didn't get disengaged. I just had a really great time watching it. And I I tried really hard to be like, is there anything about this that bothers me? But it kind of just didn't. And I had a great time. So I'm going to go with the six for now until maybe you guys can convince me more or less. All right. Six <laughs> out of seven from Layla. What about you, Nicholas? I'm not going to convince you in either direction. I also gave it a six. <laughs> I think that it's. I think that that is a firm, very firm score for me. I don't think it's a seven, um, and I will also try not to compare it to other Avenger movies. But it's largely not a seven because I just don't think it's the best like superhero movie. That's I've why ever I seen. did it. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it, but it's really not though. Like, like you do, you know, if you're gonna knock it, I'll just knock it right away. Like, it really doesn't. Um, it it doesn't. Ha- There's the whole middle portion where Loki is in the the Hulk Mm -hmm. bubble chamber Mm -hmm. cell thing. Uh, There's not a whole lot of like stakes there. However, it is awesome. But that part of the movie rewatching it this time, I couldn't help but be like, wait, what the is his plan? Why is he in this bubble thing again? And I was like, wait, why is he in there? And then the whole time I was like, there's no, and I know that you're kind of supposed to do that. But it's really not like the best part of the movie. The best part is right when they, right when Steve gets the finds the weapons, they all start to like pick at each other, and Loki's reason for being there is sort of revealed to be that he just wanted them all. He wanted to make them all mad. Turn and then, against each other and yeah. the Hulk to yeah. Like, he wants to like you know unleash the Hulk and Natasha's. So my my reasons that this movie is amazing is t- Natasha Romanoff is fantastic in this movie. Dude, I came away with the She's same exact thought. Tom Perfect. Hiddleston Perfect is a revelation. He is the two a, of them. Uh, They're incredible. It's perfect to get us prepared for like the next thing that's coming out is Black Widow, and the next thing after that is Loki. Yeah, and they're both just and they're so the great best parts this. of this movie. Um, I think by far, and you forget like I. I was trying to think like, um, you know, it's great to see the like inner workings of these characters all together. It makes sense. There's just enough of it. And, and most of the focal point is Steve and, and Iron Man, which is what, exactly what you need. But you forget. And I tried to think about this and I wonder what you guys think. Like, this is the first time you see Ruffalo Banner. And mm-hmm. this is the first time we get Natasha Romanoff, right? Mm-mm. No, you get him and Iron Iron, Man. Uh, get her Iron Man too. It's like an iconic scene with her long red curly hair, and she does her oh, flips right. in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's right, 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 right. Okay. And then she's explored a little bit more. I do. So I also gave it a six out of seven. Um, I think initially when I saw this in theaters, I was 
I like the more serious side of Marvel, and I still do. So I was like kind of annoyed at all the quips, but it's an undoubtedly fun movie. Like you're not really going to be pulled out of this movie because it's designed to be like a thrill ride, and and you're you're along for the journey. I do think like it's funny when I was rewatching it, I was like, I forgot how stupid the opening is when that guy that works for Thanos 100%. is like explaining everything. Yes, and with a tesseract, but then the Avengers like theme song comes in, and it's like. And I was like, oh my God, I'm fired up again. And then, yeah, I I have to say, like Game of Thrones, for for me, this movie is at its best when it's just the characters that we are starting to grow to love sitting in a room and like arguing or bantering about something. That is like when I am the most engaged. You get a glimpse of the root of each of these characters. So you're really understanding them a lot. Uh, It feels really earned. Uh, I still like, there are still funny moments in a lot of them. Like this rewatch, I just noticed uh, the line where he starts talking about uh, the as if Loki has a bunch of like flying monkeys or whatever, oh, yeah. and Cap is like, "Oh, I get the reference." Because <laughs> well, they're first all Thor old. is like, I, "I don't understand." <laughs> yeah, and then when Cap finally understands a reference because he's so outdated with things, it's great. That's where uh, the that's where the uh, Tony Stark rolling his eyes meme comes from. Oh, that's right. That's right. But he's so um, like it's very it's extremely brief. And then the, yeah, the, the I mean the back down. and the back and forth like humor with all that is great. And as you said, Nick, like I love seeing Steve and Tony like go against each other. Uh, it's pretty great. I will say there are moments that I am pulled out, like just specific ones that I noticed this time. Like it is kind of ridiculous when Loki is giving that speech about like subservience and kneeling, and they clearly have this like old probably holocaust survivor like say not to men like you or whatever it's like there are always men like you or something like that i was like i mean it was i i'm a jew it was a fucking eye roll when i saw that well yeah, and then um, steve rogers comes and in he has and like a fiddle so he has a fiddle play in that moment Aww. like he changes the score to have a fiddle and i was like dude <laughs> this is dumb but then i actually think when cap shows up and then he it, it, it's cool, but it is kind of annoying that Cap also shows up and like makes it about World War II and the Holocaust. So it's like well, think, as if you. I didn't mean, it fully had to tie that. in together. <laughs> you, yeah, it's like as if you, you didn't do, you fully you get know, it. Dude. I'm gonna smash it over your face um, yeah. with my shield. But it is still cool. Like with it is every scene with Loki is really fun. He's like a conceited, <laughs> conceited evil dick bag. Um, in the I best love watching way. that, dude. A lot of people die in this in movie, and I rewatched it, and I was like. Wow, this is fucking epic! Like, like a bunch of like civilians and soldiers get like straight up like shot in the face and stuff in parts of this. So epic! Um, so cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like Marvel usually plays it so fucking safe. Like, there are a lot of people who die in this one. No, I definitely I was thinking. I I 100 had the thought like, oh, Civil War is like starting to make sense to me in the sense that they literally demolish New York. There was like in the background of like one of the action scenes a literal sky rise oh, just completely oh. plummets yeah. down i do i didn't notice until this watch that they that they make comment about it on the news at the end of it yeah um i thought they waited until civil war there is one moment that i was like like the moment that really brought me back in and i was like i fucking love this is it's the scene with iron man so when when black widow gets on that chitari like motors flying motorcycle thing 
uh, and she's getting shot at. Iron Man comes out of nowhere and shoots her, but then it transitions with Iron Man going from the sky to the ground and then fighting with everyone. And I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is Avengers action at its yeah. absolute best. This is so fucking Great cool. transitions, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's a six out of seven. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it is always fun. Yes. Um, but let's talk about the Snyder Cut, Justice League. <laughs> and I, I want to start with Nick here. Okay. What did you think about spectacularity out of seven? Like this is not the strong suit for me, but I am. You were starting with me because I like this movie quite a bit more than the other people on this podcast, and also the other version of this movie, which is uh, Dumpster Fire. And I'm glad we're not actually talking too much about it. The Whedon cut is horrible. The Whedon cut would it's get really bad. like a one, a two, because there's no stakes. Um, <clears throat> the Snyder cut gets like a. Th- three or a four for me but it's mostly because it's four hours man you don't even do anything until like two and a half hours in and yes i i get it and it's almost like more than a four because like we've waited for it and it was so hyped up that you're like all right i'm kind of into it and gabe and i broke it into two parts and just watched two two hour long movies (laughs) but the first of those two hour long movies doesn't like nothing happens it's just two hours of setting characters up which is like you know cool and it's better i I think that it's a significantly better viewing experience in in my opinion but that's the difference of a one to a a three so i'm gonna stick with a three for now uh maybe higher what about you layla i gave it a two whoa I was close Not to give, engaged. I was close to giving it a one, honestly. I it, I've said this so many times at this point, but like it is an awful fucking critique of your film that you need four hours of content to get your point across. Like it's just yeah. a problem. And I hated I obviously hated the first Justice League. It was re- it's really fucking bad. I would give that like a zero if I was allowed. I could. Like I I That's hated that bad. movie. But I honestly, the only thing that this movie does and the only reason it does it better is because it like it tells you the the villain better. Like it gives you more yes. background on the villain. But this movie in the process of trying to do that added a shit ton of content that pissed me the fuck off. Like I was Whoa. I was just angry. Like I was laughing at this movie in an angry way while I was watching it. Like I just we didn't need five minutes of a woman singing to Aquaman after he left. We didn't need the oh, slow mo. Sweet song. It was so good though. We didn't need the slow mo of Barry and the hot dog. We didn't need so many things that they added uh, to this movie. I think movie. some people would argue about that flash part, but I agree with you. I I a hundred percent think you can show Iris and you can show him in that moment and cut it in half. That's my problem. Definitely. I yes. think that they added a lot of really important things and I was happy about what they added, but the way that he added it pissed me off. It was greedy. It was annoying to me that he was like, I get it's like self-indulgent. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I, I get to do my own cut. It's going to be six hours. I don't care. Like I'm going to put every little bit of piece of shot that I got, which is just 
rude. Like you had the opportunity to cut a film that would have been incredible. So rude. <laughs> it's fucking rude. Um yeah, I was I was incredibly disengaged with this movie. I don't get me wrong. Oh, wow. Yes, this the storyline finally made sense and I'm happy about that. Like there are definitely moments that I I was like thank god they did that. Like this is such a small thing, but in the for the original Justice League, I don't know if you guys remember, but when they're with the um, Amazons and he just like breaks out of the side of the wall when she's like running slow mo to get it shut, and those like strong ass women hold it up for her and she slides. She gets out and she's like, "I made it out. We shut it." But then he just breaks through the wall <laughs> like yeah, immediately yeah. after, making everything that we just watched completely inconsequential. Yeah, and then in the newer one he completely gets plummeted down and like, there's so much more shit that happens. Like that's great. That's all awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just not good to me. It's just not good to me. I think it's pretty awful. I think that aside, (laughs) aside from, aside from all of the editing and the, the shit that wasn't needed, I don't like DC's obsession with becoming Marvel. I think it's its biggest fault, and I think it's the reason DC can't fucking get anywhere at this point. They're trying so hard to be funny, and it doesn't work for them. Dark Knight is some of the best content DC's ever put out, and it was dark Absolutely. and perfectly dark, and it should stay and it dark. Night. And it was night. <laughs> um, dark and night. <laughs> it just, it's what no, they're I good totally at. Agree. They need to stick yeah. with it. And this whole putting awkward Barry Allen in, my God, Barry Allen is one of my favorite DC characters. He's awkward. He's so fucking intelligent. And they just made him into the oh, freaking weirdo in this movie. And I hated yeah, everything he I was think, doing. I think us three are the only people who fucking absolutely hate everything that Ezra Miller is doing in this movie. <laughs> because I, I listened to Well Actually. They, they had a really good podcast, like Breaking Down the Snyder Cut. And... They all loved The Flash, and they thought I was absurd for not liking The Flash. And they're like, what a ridiculous opinion, Gabe. I was like, what are you saying? Like, He's what? so annoying in every moment. Of the- I mean, well, ultimately, what? I totally agree with both of you guys. I actually am a little bit higher, um, only because four on our scale is like average. And what I think that this movie did is that it's no longer bad. I don't think that Justice League is bad anymore. It's not good, but it's not bad. And so I'm at a four because that's right dead set. In the I am in shocked the that you feel that way. I am yeah, utterly I mean, shocked. I'm going to go I, with I just, a four as well. I'm going to move okay. it up. Can I? Okay, good, good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't like it. This isn't my type <laughs> of movie. But I would say that there was more in this that I enjoyed than the original cut. And I think that at the very least, this isn't nearly as confusing as the Joss Whedon cut. Mm -hmm. Because the Joss cut was just, nothing made sense. The storyline did not make sense. There was no background for what the mother boxes were. No question about that. Of course. I just want to say that like I'm basing my score not over how much better it is than the first one. I'm basing Mm. it entirely on... If I just watch this Snyder cut alone, there are a lot of things no, I, to me that were bad. That's my point as well. I just I don't think it's yeah. bad. On its own, I don't think it's bad. And I'm also not comparing it to Marvel. I'm just talking about it on its own. I don't think I think because there's not as many jokes in this, it works a little bit better too, because Snyder had established a tone that was pretty fucking serious before this. It it still is like when they slip in jokes, they don't really work, uh, with the exception of like 
Alfred and Batman are both like kind of funny in this and like little lines. Um, but it's more consistent. I also would say I genuinely care more about the characters than in the Joss mm-hmm. cut. And that's like Cyborg, for instance, that you like finally get a background for him, like a real background for him. You really understand his character and they get to him being the moral center. I think Ezra Miller is awful. I don't give a shit about anything that the Flash is doing in this until he like turns back time, which I think is actually a pretty cool sequence. Um, but in the end, I also agree with Layla that, look, with the amount of slow... So first of all, he puts slow-mo in f- to show the f- how the Flash's powers work, that he basically like slows down time and then is faster than everyone. But then he uses slow-mo in every other scene with every other character. So the slow-mo doesn't make any sense anymore. And also, you could cut out like 45 minutes of this movie by just cutting out the slow-mo scenes and making them fucking real time. And it would have been just as fun. But I don't know. I also think... There are other moments that made me like really mad. Like there, I had more, I I still have questions as Layla does about some of the plot points. I still Nick and I couldn't stop like harping on the fact that his title cards sometimes all his <laughs> title cards are a line in the movie, but some of them have quotation marks around them and some of them don't. But they it's still so, say it even if there's so no tiny. quotation marks. It's such and a I don't stupid know why, thing for us to nitpick at, but it's no, it so drove annoying. me insane though. It's so dumb because it didn't need to be that way. I also think the needle drops in this are fucking awful. Every song that Zack Snyder chooses to put in this movie is so dumb. Took me out every time. Can we talk but I'm about still it? Still gonna give it a four. Yeah, Can we talk ahead. about it then? Can we talk about the weird ass fucking did. Middle Eastern wailing noise oh, that they God. threw Even on the Wonder Woman? Too. Like yeah. what the actual fuck? She she had yeah. a great theme. She has an incredible theme. And every time she came out in this movie, every time yeah. there was like a wailing Middle Eastern voice. <laughs> That made oh, totally. no sense at all. And it became one of the most like memed things on the internet but after this cut know, came out. How would you know it was Wonder Woman if you didn't hear a sound every time she was there? She already had one. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> but yeah, I how would you <laughs> I don't know. It was I just didn't get I didn't get that, but I was talking more about Needle like he no, puts in songs like the part when Aquaman is about to go back into the ocean <laughs> and somehow is removing a shirt that he just found after he got in the ocean. It's really dumb. Ocean. I'm still gonna give it a four because I think it's just average. I think it just it's it's not horrible, it's not good, and so it's just I'm set in the center right now. I will there. say I so. genuinely wanted to watch both ha- both halves. I did too. I wanted to see where it was going and I found it more interesting. Know. Let's move on. Let's let's talk about the next category. Something. Let's do eye candy because no, I think wow. that there's a lot of difference. Actually, I don't know. There might be a lot of difference in this. Layla, what did you think about the eye candy for uh, Justice League? I gave it do a one. Do you like his visual tone? Oh, you gave it a one. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> And this is this is honestly why I'm so shocked that you're like giving this an average score as opposed to being like this is like below average. This is one of I hated the visuals in this movie. This is one of the most well-funded movies out there. You have some of the best CGI tech in the world and I was watching a video game. Like I noticed every single time in every single action sequence when a fucking character would be moving, their face was animated. Like, their entire body was animated. Especially after watching Avengers last night, I'm even more pissed off about this cut because 
No one looks real in this movie. Even the fucking Kansas standing in the field scene looks completely fake to me. Like, the visuals in this movie are awful. Like, I just, I don't, it's just not good. Like, it's just, I, it blows my mind that every time I watch a DC film, I'm like, they have so much money. Why is this so bad? Like, I'm constantly pulled out of every scene because it feels unreal to me. I've seen video games that have better visuals than what I saw in the Snyder Cut. So, Oh, man. So many people are going to just flatly disagree with that. I mean, that's fine. They can disagree with it. I, I hope just, that they come to our podcast and they start some shit. Please. And Layla just drops them. Please. I want it. I just... That's not what I want when I'm watching a movie. I'm sorry. I don't want... It pulls me out. I want it to feel like it's a real life moment. I want to feel engaged with it. And Avengers does yeah. that. If Avengers capable of is capable of doing it, why can't Justice League fucking do it? Like, I don't want to feel like these are unreal people or unreal moments or whatever like guardians of the galaxy is entirely in fucking space and all of it's fucking fake but it looks incredible i just someone explained to me why everything has to look like animation in these movies it's (laughs) toxic that's good that's that's so interesting nick i'm i'm just gonna jump in because uh when we were watching it like nick and i both kept saying but this is visually better than Justice League. It's like toxic. we were That's noticing, good. like I think everything outside of the CGI looks a lot better in this movie and he's also not doing as much of like a weird visual tone that he normally does. I still think the over-reliance on CGI and the like slow-mo hyper-masculine nature of everything looks stupid. And so for those scenes which you know, admittedly there's a lot of those scenes I'm not as into them. You know, it kind of looks cool when he's doing Flash's powers, but at the same time, it doesn't... It's it's kind of annoying at the same time. I will say there is... There are some cool fight scenes that I liked more in this. Like, the way he shows Wonder Woman coming in and stopping those guys in the bank, where it's, like, super fast, and she's, like, smashing people into, like, walls and stuff. I was like, oh, fuck, this would have been cool. Like, had you not done slow-mo in... Well, I guess he didn't do... Uh, uh, pa- Patty Jenkins did the other one and I still think that Patty Jenkins did a good job with some of the earlier parts of Wonder Woman before you get to that last battle but um, I don't know I thought that scene was really cool I think the way that he visualizes how Cyborg's powers work I- internally w- uh, I thought that was like interesting I thought he was adding to that character a little bit more I don't know if that's what it's like in the comics um, I also like Amber Heard sucks in this, but at the same time, <laughs> the fact that she can like water bend and blood bend was pretty fucking cool, and I like that idea. Um, so like, <laughs> I <love it> so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah, I also, I you know what's really bizarre about this movie is he chooses purposefully, even though it's going to go on HBO Max, he's obsessed with that aspect ratio that he chose. Oh that's like my an IMAX god! Ratio. Oh my god! It. it does look kind of fucking cool when they're in like Iceland or wherever they are, where Arthur Curry's town is. Like, I like how it looks visually there. And when it's narrow, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. But later, I'm like, why is this narrow? It's like diminishing what I'm watching. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna give it a four. I thought it was like visually okay. <laughs> and uh, in terms of like, I Suicide Squad is like. I mean, Suicide Squad is, like, the worst CGI I've ever seen. 
Like I wanted to. Vomit I feel like we watched that. different and movies, honestly. Like I just honestly, like I'm worried that you watched this on your phone or something with like a cracked screen because it was not that bad visually. I don't know, man. I I didn't. I watched Visuals it on are my a thing, dude. Huge and this fucking... must mean a lot. And that's I... honestly why I'm shocked. Like that's why I'm yeah. shocked because you do care so much, and I don't. I just don't see how in an action scene. When it's I, the slow mo, you're totally right. I think it like betrays them a little bit because it's slow mo yeah, and CGI, dumb. so it like slows down the image. And all I can see is their Our like colors and stuff. It, well, yeah. it's, their faces don't look real. Like they just don't yeah. look real. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're animated. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about those. I think those parts are really bad. I like the non CGI parts. I like it, one CGI thing that I do like is the I just do like the way that he visualizes Cyborg. I think it works. I think it's a cool way of understanding how his powers work. I, I, I'll say this. I compl- I'll go up to a two because <laughs> I completely, <laughs> I completely agree with you on some of the like creative visual aspects of this film. And like, I think trying to envision how these like powers work is like fun. But if a movie with this kind of budget that is this high profile can't get this one very fucking like core important thing right i don't trust you and i'm angry and i'm done for me like all right couldn't look past it that's where i'm at <laughs> okay fair nick you step in you say whatever you want <laughs> and try to follow that up I, layla's gonna hate me i'm gonna give it a five <laughs> i was close to a five i honestly i i really like how steppenwolf looks I think it's great. I keep saying the it's toxic, that's good line because A, I think that's the funniest meme. Yeah. Um and Yeah, it's, now it's being turned into it's, a great it's a meme. great meme. It's it's underutilized and should be utilized much, much more. And also I think it perfectly encapsulates what this movie is. It's not good for you to watch a four hour long movie that is full of video game by Snyder. Video yeah. game nonsense. But there are genuinely so many more, and that's partly because it's twice as long, so many more uh, uh, scenes that are fun to watch. And so, and you, I, I did not find myself, as I did with the Whedon cut, which I would give a fucking one, maybe a yeah, point five, because it's all tone, like, to, the, like the tone, the actual color of the movie is painted. In the Whedon cut, everything is this one kind of hue, and and it just doesn't work for me. This movie at least is like multiple different colors, and Steppenwolf, you know, looks a very particular way that is different and 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 unlike other, you know, supervillains that you've seen before. And and the fight scene at the end, they cut off his horn and then his head, and it's you know, you've got Superman in a black uniform for absolutely no reason at all but it looks baller and i'm here for it uh and that's just it's toxic and that's good that's just it yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna give it a five i didn't hate it but i fucking right, well, hate the Whedon cut. let's talk about let's talk i think that's fair let's let's talk about the avengers <laughs> you with think it's fair. layla might not ever talk to me again yeah she <laughs> i'm done with everybody. she's pissed at us she she just does not respect us i'm just like right, well, heavy drinking back here <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's change gears talk about the avengers uh eye candy uh i'll start out with this one 
I'm going to give it just a five, uh, slightly above average. I don't like Joss Whedon visually. Um, there's something in the way that he films that really annoys me. It's like Michael Bay esque. Uh, he For does sure. these weird angles. I don't know if you notice this, but like when characters are like walking from room to room, he'll do like a ground up angle at them. And like there's a lot of weird angles with everything with Hawkeye that just does not work. It's really disorienting. I still think the I think the action scenes still hold up and I think they're really fun. And I think his use of CGI is still better than someone like Snyder. Well, at least with Avengers. Um, but I still don't think it's quite at marvel's potential and yeah for sure like over time things just get better visually because you just have more and more technology but even like immediately afterwards you get winter soldier and i just think once the russo brothers came in they started caring about like actual fight choreography Mm -hmm. and the way that they would film certain fight scenes in captain america series look really fucking cool um i also thought you know it just got a little bit better with the other avengers movies later mostly because the russo brothers took over and they had a better visual style um he also like because like if you even notice the fight scenes in this he does these stupid angles where it keeps cutting and stuff and, and you know like I hate shaky cam in action scenes and I hate when they're doing a bunch of different edits to make it make it so you don't have to like actually look like you're really punching someone it just doesn't work for me and it's unfortunate because I think Black Widow's like fighting is really fucking cool and there are moments that it still is in this but it could have looked oh, even the cooler scene. With the Ru- yeah, but I think that scene could have looked even cooler with the Russo brothers doing Probably. that scene. Um, also, but I will say, there's one iconic shot that's just always going to be remembered for the MCU, and that's the circular shot of all the Avengers on the ground. And I just, I love how he does that. I love how he visualizes each of them, like you know, touching down on the Earth and and being ready for that. So I still think it's above average. I just think Marvel has gotten a lot better over time. So five out of seven. I want six. What about you, Layla? Oh, you want six? Okay. Yeah. I'll let Layla go first, though. Well, I mean, yeah. you've, you've started. Continue. Okay. But Gabe said you, but I'll keep... I don't have that Well, you, you said it at the same time. It's I'm, all good. I'm going to say six uh, because, yeah, it does... You know, I'm not going to try and compare it to the other Avenger movies or the other MCU movies, but for at, at the time, I remember thinking it was great. I don't have any, you know, huge issues with how it looks. Um, I think they do a great job. Like, I mean, they always have, but the way that the Hulk looks is just fantastic. I realized just to piggyback off that, that I think this might be the best Hulk for me. I think he gets too animated over time and they do too much with him over time. And like, even when he becomes like banner Hulk (laughs) at the end, like I think this is still a better version no, of like the Hulk Professor animation. Hulk. I yeah. Hulk, yeah, I had the same note in actoring that this is like you realize how perfect Mark Ruffalo was for it, and just how they visualize Hulk. Totally. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. In general, I mean that's like my biggest takeaway. We haven't talked about the gratuitous lady butts in either of these two movies, but that scene where yeah. where Scarlett Johansson is talking to <laughs> to Loki, and then it just cuts to her butt. You mean every scene yeah, that she's that's in? What I'm it's the ground. That one it's is like particularly ground bad, up yes. shots, dude. Yes, it's like a ground up shot of 
of her her ass. They do and it then, to Cap yeah. too, actually, when he's punching the bags in the beginning. Hey, I really American's noticed. Ass. I know. I know. I said that when it happened. Like that's, that was the reaction. <laughs> that meant is to America's ass. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have too much to say. I mean, it's a six. It's a fun punch em up movie, and it doesn't. There aren't the scenes in the Snyder cut where you're like, dude, shut up with the CGI. It's too much. That's a great point. <clears throat> yeah. What about you, Layla? Yeah, I gave it a five. I would I would go up to a six. I'm gonna stick with a five, but I I think it's a really fun visual movie. I think they kill all of the elements that they have to create and it looks amazing CGI wise. And then on top of that, just like camera work. I you said it before, Gabe. Like I actually really like the way that they shoot the action sequences. I think the way that they interchange the images as an action moment's happening is really fun. Like as you said, when it goes from Iron Man inside of him and then him shooting at ScarJo and then all of a sudden he's on the ground and he's shooting. Like those are really fun like sequences to watch and the way that they shoot it is really fun. So I love the action moments in this mo- in this movie. Um I also like when they're arguing with each other, it adds mm-hmm. so much to the tension, the way that they shot that scene. They like interchange like angles on each person in yeah. different ways to yeah, make them seem definitely. angrier and kind of crazier in that moment. You start to feel kind of nuts a little bit when you're watching it. And yeah. that was Hold like on. entirely the camera work. So that's really cool. Um, and then obviously like they really like this is this is the first time we see all of these characters together. And I think the way that they film all of them in their ensemble scenes is really great too. So yeah, I think it's, it's definitely above average. I think it's great. I think there are better visual movies, so it's hard for me to be Mm -hmm. like six or seven, like even aside from MCU, like I just think this, there's a lot of other aspects to this movie that make it incredible, but it's definitely above average. So it's a five. Yeah, it just to, just to clarify, because I totally agree with you. I think a lot of the action scenes are really cool when they're more like CGI based, like the, like how they do that last one. But sometimes like fight sequences, like the ones that are like one on one with two characters don't work as well for me. And I just think that the Russo brothers just got really good at that later on. Um, but all right, let's move on to acting. Let's talk about the performances and whether the directors and writers gave them the tools that they needed to perform at the best of their abilities. Uh, let's stick with the Avengers. This is an interesting one because it's like I never understand really how to like rate performance-wise you know, these like Marvel movies, I almost want to treat them as I do with comedies where it's like, did they just achieve what they needed to achieve? Yes. Then really <laughs> How many good times score. that I roll my eyes is, is it yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, it, I mean, there are, you know, like Thor dark world and like even Thor one, like, I just think like there are times where you're like, Oh, that character's so fucking annoying. Or there's all these side characters that no one cares about just in here for laughs. I think this movie balances its characters really well. And it was like a really good glimpse of what we would get with later Avenger movies. The Russo brothers are obviously like the best at balancing that many characters because they had so many more to do. But I do think that, you know, even if Joss Whedon had this like really toxic uh, set as he did with every movie he was on, apparently, because he's a piece of garbage, um, he does he handles the characters pretty well in the Avengers and he balances them pretty well. Um, it's not one of my favorites 
in terms of like writing and dialogue because there's just like a lot of exposition. But I think the jokes are really fun. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. just like kills it with each of his quips in this. Like he really gets a chance to shine. Um, I can't believe Harry Dean Stanton is in the MCU. And I just noticed that this time as the guy who talks to uh, Mark Ruffalo when he falls from the sky. Mm. Harry Dean Stanton, extremely famous actor. Um, We already talked about Mark Ruffalo being like perfect for this. I think this is... Yeah, he's like, well, mister, you got something wrong with you. I don't know what he says. Um, This is a weird thing to say, but this is low-key. Low-key. This is low-key one of Samuel L. Jackson's best movie roles. Like, and I'm I'm talking about every Nick Fury role, and I'm talking about even, like, his Tarantino stuff. It's up there with that. I think he's fucking great in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I love every moment with him. I also think Stellan Skarsgård is amazing in this movie, and I kind of forgot that until rewatching it. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you guys talk a little bit. Um, if no one talks about Captain America, just bring it back to me because he's my favorite. <laughs> but uh, what'd you guys think, acting wise? Oh, I, I'm sorry, I give it. A, uh, I think I'm gonna go with a six. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I gave I gave it a six. I and I have like. There's no question in my mind that I would give it a six because this movie, acting wise, and like, you know, when we talk about these categories with acting, we always reflect on the fact that writing is a really big part of a contribution to the acting mm-hmm. and the characters. And I think this movie does almost a perfect job within its genre of doing that. Like, it's, it is such a big cast with such big characters and they find space for every single one of them in a really great and healthy way. And I feel like every character gets the right amount of time and you understand their dynamics really, really well. And I think each actor plays into the other one incredibly well. The animosity animosity between Tony and Cap is incredible. I yeah. like while watching this movie, I could not stop commenting on Scarlett Johansson and how much she deserves more recognition for her part in this movie. Like of all the Avengers movies of all of anything that she did in the MCU, this movie is it like she sparred to a T with every single one of these big male hitters and did it perfectly. Like she literally in every scene is just like handling herself with perfect ease. Like I just was standing mm-hmm. there watching her like react to these dumb ass motherfucking boys fighting with each other. And she does it with just, she does it with such like a calm nature and it's perfect. Like she knew exactly what to do with her character. She portrays herself perfectly. She's just, she's like an anchor in this movie. Honestly, she's so even beyond that. She's like, her sorry like the, the her you understand why she, what makes her such a good spy totally like you get those two scenes yeah. where she tricks people into yeah. talking too much yeah and yeah i mean i i am extremely excited now after watching this for her solo movie i think this one is like what really got me into mm-hmm. that again so i totally agree with you Leia. yeah i hope i hope it's really good my i do think that over time they kind of diminished her character and that's kind of why i do think yeah. that this is her best in the MCU and I wish they had carried her out this way. And I'm slightly as always slightly skeptical about black widow because I don't think they did her justice by the end of it. So I'm a little worried that they might not write her solo film as well as it deserves, but 
I rewatching this, I feel so much better, honestly, because I'm just like she is this par- partially the star of this movie for me. I couldn't stop thinking about her and watching her in every scene. Um, she's incredible. Obviously, Robert Downey Jr.'s Robert Downey Jr. and he hits every yeah. line the way that he 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 embodies Tony in every possible way, and it's perfect. I I was thinking when I was watching this how lovely it was to watch Cap be this old man in this movie like he just he changes Mm. so much over the series and he hardens and he goes through so much and he loses a little bit of that but he's just so sweet in this movie and like naive and lovely but like very grounded and also just like calls everyone ma'am he calls everybody ma'am and like sir and stuff it's just it's very sweet and lovely and it like brings you (laughs) it just it brings you back to the core of Captain America and that was really nice because you know it's nice to like come back to the origin of these characters. So that was really great. Loki is just on that point. Yeah, go Kayla, ahead. Sorry. Uh, there's one moment that's like such an old man thing, but it's when that like soldier like picks up the gun when they like walk into the room or whatever to like stop them. And he goes, son, just don't. Yeah. yeah. And I was dying for this yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so great. It really, truly is so great. Oh, yeah. I forgot to talk about Loki. So you should I mean, that. he's that's just, what I'm about to do. I mean, there's a reason he's just like, there's an entire fandom dedicated to this man. Like, Tom Hiddleston did something with this character. Like, it is unreal, like, dark, sarcastic, cynical, beautiful man who's hilarious. (laughs) And also, he's like one of those villains that we've talked about on this podcast, kind of like when we did in the WandaVision episode, but you're empathetic towards him and you understand the reasoning behind him wanting to fight so hard to have something he can hold and true to be proud of. And like, he does such a great job of making you feel for him while being like, Loki, <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's, um, it's great. He did such amazing character work with this character and they wrote an incredible, incredible Loki. So God, I w- I, I'm so tempted to almost give it a seven after saying all of that because everyone just does a perfect job with their character in this movie. <laughs> Go For ahead, me, Nick. the biggest thing, like you were saying, Gabe, in the Avenger movies that sets... <clears throat> if there's an MCU movie that I think is gets a high rating in this category, it's got to have like a standout. And, and Tom Hiddleston is that standout in this movie. 100% hmm. for me. Like he is... You, yeah, yes, everyone is written very well. They all get enough time. They get enough time to work with each other that they set up the other movies. They There's enough time to set up Ruffalo, Hulk, and to uh, more than enough time, although she does, probably doesn't need it because she's just crushing it, to give to give um, uh, Black Widow you know enough screen time to establish her as a main player. Um, but... Dude, Tom Hiddleston's just killing it. He's just crushing it. He's just grinning and squinting and just being slimy <laughs> as hell. Um, and it's so awesome in Attractive. every scene that he's in. And he is... Yeah, but that haircut's a little weird. Oh, no. 100%. He's perfect it's the way that he is. Slimy as... Ew. Greasy as fuck. And what oh. he's doing is he is wonderfully putting together a character who lacks conviction. Yeah. The whole movie he he does. He lacks conviction. And you can yeah, you can feel it if you look back Agent at the movie Coleman. after that line where he's like, you lack conviction. And he does. 
He he totally lacks conviction the entire movie. He's because it's not even what he really wants. And it's he not what he wants. He shows up looking haggard as hell. He actually they looks scared really when the Chitari yeah. start coming from the sky. Yeah, and he looks haggard and weird at the beginning because he's like overflowing with like power and it doesn't like suit him. And uh, dude, it's just you know ev- everyone is. Everyone is giving a great performance. Tom Hiddleston is giving like an all-star level performance. I'm going to give it a six because I don't think, you know, no one's going to win any awards for this movie. It's not perfectly written. There are like cringeworthy lines, but Can I someone we haven't mentioned too one... is Phil Coulson, who is oh yeah, okay, a, an so awesomely again. written character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, I kind of think it, all of them are. Uh, that's what it does. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I actually I will say there's not they're not all amazing in this. I think that what we learn later on by Taika Waititi is that Chris Hemsworth is a really fucking funny person. And I think Thor is kind of wasted in this. Like he's good as as like kind of pompous demigod. But there are a lot of scenes where I just don't really care about anything that he's doing. But don't you think he kind of has to be like that's who he is within the ensemble of the Avengers? Sure. At this Especially point, at yes. that time because you don't yeah. they don't know him and he grows to be a little bit cooler. But if you think about like Avengers Infinity War, because Thanos is essentially a character from the Guardians universe, the Guardians are like there's there are a lot of the focus of that first movie, mm-hmm. that first half. But this one, you could have focused a lot more on Thor because Loki comes from his universe mm-hmm. or whatever. And I yeah. just felt like I don't think I can remember a single Thor scene in this that well compared to, you know, Captain America, Scarlett Johansson, wow, uh, Black Widow, and, the and, forest and Loki just watches them is amazing. But it's not, it's not, yeah, Thor that is a good scene. Acting. It's just a well done Yeah, scene. it's that is a fun scene between him and Tony. That's my only thing. But I also agree with you, Nick, that it's just like everyone is really good. No one's getting an award for this. Whereas, like, maybe it gets better. They each get better and better over time, which is tough. Let's talk about, we have to talk about it. Uh, let's talk about Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League actoring. Um, <laughs> yeah, what did you... Uh, Nick, why don't you keep going? I'm going to give it a three. Uh, it's definitely yeah. below average. Um, you know, you can make the comparison pretty easily here that you don't need... Well... It is sort of necessary to have four hours if you've completely neglected two characters that you're adding into this movie and then you try really hard to make them established as some sort of meaningful players in your universe and one of them is just nonstop quips and awkward takes and the other one is such an integral part of your movie that you have to over-explain everything that he's capable of doing in Flash Mm -hmm. and Cyborg respectively like it's just such a failed endeavor i think both of those characters to not have them have their own movies first and then try and thrust them into this movie and then have i mean in in the the snyder cut both of them are such huge parts that like yes it is like nominally better than the the whedon cut of this because like at least like we're like okay these are who these guys are but I mean, one of them is literally the most annoying character I can think of in a in a superhero movie. Like the Flash is <laughs> is so annoying. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I would love to know why people enjoy him in the movie. Is he funny to you? I don't get it. People are like, like oh, ha ha, like, funny. Like they clown? like that his opening scene is like 
touching or whatever. It's like the fact that he can't be with people, but he gets this one moment of like, per, like one personal moment with this person that, you know, he later loves. They like that. And I was like, no, there's also like hot dogs flying in the air. So yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I it's also like it. partly played for a hot dog joke. And also every other thing he does from that point on is add absolutely nothing to the scene except for meaningless air quotes, comic relief. So poorly written. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly there. Layla, are you, I'm going to imagine a one or a two. It's a two. I just think that like, it's almost, I, the writing is just not good. And on top of that, I don't think the, like, obviously they didn't have a whole lot to play off of, but I just don't even think the actors do like that remarkable of a job. I know that this is like not everyone's take. I really don't like Ben Affleck as Batman like at all. And I think it's just oh. a bad casting. <laughs> and I all I can see is him in real life being an alcoholic with a beer belly. Like I just I can't. He almost just feels like that person Wait, you're in the telling bat me he's suit. not jacked to all hell like he is in this movie in real life. I mean, Dude, Duncan... have you ever seen the town? He is absolutely fucking jacked in that movie. Yeah, that was a really long time ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't, I don't think this is a good Batman. I don't think he does a good job. I think he's fine. I guess I don't want to sit here and make people think I think he's like awful at it. But like Batman is supposed to be such an integral part of this thing. Like he's supposed to be the leader that brings them all together. And Mm -hmm. this like, that's his literal only purpose in this movie. Like (laughs) there's a point where everyone gets defeated by Superman when he's like, not fully Superman yet and he's just standing there and I'm like Superman's literally gonna like murder you right now there's nothing that you can do there's not a single fucking thing that you can do um so it's just (laughs) that's almost the most absurd part of the movie is that if Superman was in the whole movie the movie would be like a half hour long because he's that powerful. He's that powerful. Who cares about these people (laughs) they don't do anything compared to him yeah I just for someone like he has to be uh, like he has to be integral in that way kind of like in this is like a very bad comparison but in marvel hawkeye is not ever powerful he's not you know he doesn't have extra powers whatever but in <laughs> i can see gabe wanting to say something um that he, he played 18 he, and shot 18 is what gabe wants to say yeah he is the best <laughs> golfer of all time apparently and he i do, i do think he has a superpower what do you mean Okay, well, Hawkeye fucking shoots an arrow behind his head in Avengers and hits a Chitari off of. Sure, he's got he's got great precision. My point being that like he couldn't he couldn't go fucking up against like one of these. He couldn't go up against Thor and win. Is my point? Like he's not which is great because I think he comments on that in Avengers: Age of Ultron where he's like, "Look, I'm carrying a bow and arrow. Yeah, and it's it's great. It's perfect. It's lovely. But my point in bringing this up was that. He truly is like a like a leader to these people. Like he brings them together in Age of Ultron. He's able to kind of like bring them some level of like safety and peace. And I think that's really important and it's really important to his character and they play it out really well in Marvel. I think that Batman is supposed to be that in this and it doesn't work for me. I think it's just lame and it's not good. Um Wonder Woman's fine. She's probably the best part acting and writing wise. 
Um, but I think that's just, but I think that's just, I think that's just cause she's the most established. I don't think any who, like, I don't think anyone else in this movie is like better. I think Barry's awful. I think Batman's not great. Superman. I don't even know what the fuck was happening with Superman in this movie. He's not really a full on character. He comes back. He's angry as shit. He sees Lois and he's fine. Like, I don't even know what to say about Superman in this movie. Um, and then there's Cyborg, which I know you guys like really like him. I think he's fine. Uh, no, no, no. Really like is strong for me. Okay. Kind yeah, of. I would also say that's a little strong. For okay. Me. I, I just thought Gabe and I have had conversations. I thought you were like kind of like really liking his character. I think. I just think he's the most interesting of them. Yeah, I think he has a lot of potential. That's super fair. I just don't like what they're doing, really. I don't like. I don't think they're giving him enough. And I think the actor is just feeling like he falls very flat to me in most scenes. And I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Like (laughs) you're a cool character. Let's do a little bit more. His whole flashback was really like lame to me too. (laughs) Like I just, I, they had so much that they could have done in those four. You had four hours. I'm sorry. You had four fucking hours to develop characters. You spent so much time doing it and it still didn't work. That's a problem. So I'm going to go with the two. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I agree with you. I do think that Snyder tried. It's just unfortunate that those movies didn't have, or those characters didn't already have a backstory that was made. Yeah. And That's they shouldn't have rushed problem. this Justice League because Avengers was like, we got those three, where we got three backstories and an extra Iron Man movie before we even got to Avengers. Um, or I guess four backstories because technically Hulk is canon. But, um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm going to give it a three, slightly below average. I don't, besides Flash, I don't think anyone is really bad. I don't really like Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and I couldn't care less about Aquaman. But he works for this movie a little bit. Like, the way that he goes back and <laughs> forth with Ben Affleck is kind of good. I think Ben Affleck is a good Batman. He's not my preferred one. Obviously, I'm a huge uh, Christian Bale fan. But... um I like the take that they are doing, especially since it's an older, angrier Batman. I think it works and, and like a kind of defeated one. I would um, say defeated. You know, is he angry? His... I don't feel like he's got a whole lot of emotion to him in this movie. I just well, feel like I he's mean, like depressed. To, like, this is the same character from Batman versus Superman. So like it's like you it carried over into this and you could see that there's a lot of regret based on what he did in Batman versus Superman because he wasted all that fucking time and then they he got Superman killed in the process. Yeah, because he's but, lame. Yeah, I mean... And he didn't I even just, bring any kryptonite when they brought Superman back. I know, it, dumb. But, Have some kryptonite in your back pocket just in case, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I still think he has some like good quips and stuff. I mean, it's unfortunate that like... Also, while while they were filming the, like, Joss Whedon cut, like, Ben Affleck went, sh- like, super back into uh, drinking. Like, he fucked his whole life up because of that. He was so upset over that thing. He was supposed to direct his own movie and he uh, as Batman, and he <laughs> abandoned it. But I still think he's fine. Like, I think Jeremy Irons is really great as Alfred, and I like that there's more Alfred in this. Um, I don't think... Ray Fisher is that great as Cyborg, but I do think at least there was an attempt to understand his character, to give backstory, to understand his motivations and build him up into this emotional center of the movie. Cause I do think that they get, they get to that point. Um, I also think the stuff that they did with his dad was like a lot better and more fleshed out yeah. than this. Um, 
This is a complete misuse of Kieran Hines, though, the guy who plays Steppenwolf. Like, Kieran Hines is an absolutely incredible character actor. I mean, most people probably know him as Mance Raider in uh, Game of Thrones, but it, which he is great in. But Steppenwolf is just really, it's just like a lame usage of him. And I also think that all the side characters are forgettable. And there's just way too many of them from other universes and stuff. It's just like there's too much going on in this movie. Um, but I think Snyder, Snyder has an idea of what he wants to do. And I think the actors achieve that. So I'm going to give it a three slightly below. Um, let's, let's go to next gag. <laughs> Layla, you wanted you to say something. Lasting Real point. Bad. I, I, I just remembered, I didn't write this down, but I just remembered. I realized in this movie that I just don't like Amy Adams as Lois Lane either. Oh, definitely oh, yeah. not. Horrible. <laughs> like I think I thought it was every- fine in Man of Steel, but I re- like I watched this and I was like, no, like I don't like. Why there's no? So- <laughs> Why there's so many scenes? Like there were like three or four scenes with her and Martha. Like we already had two other fucking movies with them. We didn't need that, and she's not good in this. And it's a complete misuse of Amy Adams. It just doesn't totally work. Like it, yeah, it's bad. It's not good. It sucks. But yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, let's talk about originality. Uh, this is like the easiest way of looking at originality when we're talking about like the creativity and the uniqueness of the movie is, did it need to be made? Um, there are so many action, you know, superhero movies. Did we need these ones? So I think, you know, it's best to start with Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, because, it is a director's cut of something we already received and we might have already said with the first one we didn't need it or we didn't need it at that time. Um, so, Layla, what did you think about originality for Justice League? Well, I think this is actually kind of hard because like in the vein of did we need it because the first one sucked? Yes, we absolutely yeah. needed this cut. But if we're just talking about like if we remove the fact that there is a remake of this and we're just comparing like this Snyder cut to like movies in general. I don't know if I ever needed this movie. (laughs) So I don't know which one to compare it to. Yes. It's absolutely necessary. The first justice league is horseshit and should never, should never have existed. And this is definitely better than it. So I'll give it a four to like combine scores, I guess. I don't know where to go. I have no idea. Where I to think go. It br- you brought up a great issue because this brings up like, should we be releasing other director's cuts or oh, whatever? God. Like, should we allow this? Like, this is like fans taking over to an, a degree where they like overrun a studio. And, but at the same time, it's like, if this was the, what he originally had planned for the movie. And most of this was on his original editing floor or whatever that Joss Whedon just cut out of it. Like maybe you did need it because you needed to fix all the flaws in the other one. Cause he's like, dude, this wasn't the movie. I made this entire movie and you guys just fucked it up. And while my movie that my new one that comes out is not going to be like great or anything, at least it's not fucking terrible. So yeah, I agree with you. But Nick, what did what did you think originality? I want to go four as well. I think there's a universe out there in which the DCEU um, is fine, like it's something that works, and and this is definitely would have been a step in the right ish direction it, to try and make that universe a reality. It just didn't, you know it. 
it's too late and I can't wait for them to try and to burn the whole thing down and just try and, and start restart over. honestly because it's just, just it's done. just done it just doesn't work it doesn't work you know if this doesn't fully work you know it maybe it could have when the Whedon cut came out maybe but it definitely doesn't work now and and there's nothing more that tells that story than the 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 uh the second the the final epilogue in the you know the superman gone bad future with uh with um oh god <laughs> with the joker batman i uh yeah. i want to see i want to see how that happens to be to be yeah. honest i want to see how you get there I don't want I don't. any of the other movies before this. I don't want Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I forgot to talk about how much of a trash that movie. character that is. And how he... I don't think he adds anything. I think he's just a big, a mus- muscly gravel Well, at gravel least they voice. didn't have in this movie... Just, at least they didn't have the scene where he accidentally sits on the lasso of truth and starts revealing that he what he thinks about everyone on the team. Because that was one of the dumbest parts of Whedon's God, cut. dude. I just I think that there there's something in there. There's there's an idea, there's a through line, a thought process, an end game, so to speak, that uh, probably would have kind of worked, but it's too late now. It needs to be burnt down to the ground. I mean, if you've got that movie in there, that you know, if that's a Batman movie or what the. What what gets you from this movie to that epilogue that's clearly just thrown in because Zack Snyder was like, check it out, this is pretty tight. I was going to yeah, do something tight, was like, I promise. I'm not going to be able to do this, so, so here's here you what, go. what could have happened. There's something idiots. there. It's just yeah. not actually there, and it and it won't be, so you just need to burn it I down. just don't think they've done a single character, like, true justice. Wonder no. Woman, if anything, and it's just the first one because the second one was trash. So, like, I don't... <laughs> More than they, trash. <laughs> they, I, I don't yeah, know what so. world they've built here exactly. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Everything is unearned. Everything with these characters is unearned, and you're absolutely right about yeah. that. I also, like, you know, we don't, I, we don't need to... T- I, like, this cut... I guess needs to exist to edit the other one. But if I'm just talking about this cut and just not imagining that that other one existed, if I'm just looking at that and originality, I think it's below average because the plot is still a really lame version of the infinity saga or saga. I agree. It's, It's the mother boxes are stupid. What I do like that Snyder does is that you actually understand what the mother boxes are and you understand that Steppenwolf is not just like he's not just this like one dimensional character like yeah. he's trying to prove himself to this dark side who's the actual big bad and they were setting it up for you know a Thanos level <laughs> character like. You just reminded me of I literally had to stop the movie when I was watching it cuz I was laughing so hard when like we re- like when they revealed the three boxes and they were talking about how like man just basically buried it like three feet under the yeah. fucking ground. Oh yeah, when they're talking, yeah, men are fucking <laughs> trash, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even so, like it's still dumb, but at least I do think like at least the story made sense now. Like, and you could see that he had some kind of creative vision with that. I just don't prefer these movies and even yeah. though and here's the thing like mcu movies are flawed and i heard well i actually talk about this and other people talk about this and it's like oh this movie is no more flawed than an mcu movie i disagree because my issue is 
MCU movies, while they may be flawed, you got to dig deeper to do that. DC movies are like flawed on the surface. You know immediately why they're flawed. You know immediately that you don't really like it. And it will, it's like either you know immediately that you like it or you don't like it. And so yeah. do we need this movie? No, because I don't think it was ready. And that's no. ultimately what it is. And I also just think that Warner Brothers fucked up by making Snyder set the entire tone for their for their whole yeah. series. If he had just done Man of Steel and then they went on to other people doing other things, like it might have worked a little bit better. That's how the MCU works. So I'm going to give it a three. I'm, so. I'm going to go down to a three. Because the only reason okay. I tied it to a four was because I was like comparing it I was giving it a little bit of credit for the fact that it needed to be made because it was the like better cut. But if I'm just, that's what's keeping it from a lower. (laughs) If I'm, if I'm just, no, I mean like you're completely right. The storyline is like unbelievably just like not in, in comparison to its genre, the storyline aside from the characters, it's like what these three mother boxes, like what the fuck is going on and why? I also think like, yeah, I just don't. I don't think any of the backstories. Why wasn't it while just I like one this, box? <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. I also just like I don't think the back. While we get more of the backstories for these characters, I don't think any of them were that interesting yeah. backstories. No. We needed them, but I didn't care about. Let's them. transition so, into talking about the Avengers. Can I? Can I lead off? Because yeah. I want to talk about. Yeah, this. go ahead. I want to talk about. Yeah, this, talk about this. Like, it's no more flawed than an MCU movie is not true i agree like if you're gonna say that an mcu movie is riddled with plot holes and if you want to nitpick at it you're gonna find plot holes absolutely go for it that's true you know loki's plan for example in the avengers doesn't make a whole lot of sense his plan is to get captured and then um be be slimy enough to make everyone mad at each other so that they break up the avengers that was his plan, but he's also kind I of mean, a red even herring. that makes sense to me though. He's literally trying to dismantle the one thing that could stop him from taking right. Over and this he's planet. also a re- he's also red herringing himself so that they focus on him and and he gives his minions enough time to to formulate what they need to do to to open the sky and bring him <laughs> to open an the sky. enemy to New York. Blah blah blah. You know, if you want to pick things apart, go for it. But. Like you said, Gabe, it's a surface level problem in in Justice League. Like, yeah. they dark. So he, he, here's an example. Uh, dark side well, has already been to Earth. It didn't work, right? But they also say in the right. movie that it's a surprise that Earth was the planet that Dark Side couldn't take over. So which one is it? Did he fail to take over Earth and remembers it as his greatest failure and wants revenge? Or does he not remember and he's surprised that the mother boxes are still here on planet Earth where he's absolutely been before? Which one is it? That's a problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem in the movie. We, he's there. We, we saw we're him. We're talking about Avengers now. I know. But There's so many I'm things saying. to say, though. It's like, if you yeah. think, but yeah, I'm making the comparison, it's like, if you want to pick apart an MCU movie, if you want to say that things don't make sense, that's true. But, but the, the pros, degree to which that you can is just not comparable. Yes, the pros. And, it, the and pros it requires more energy. Yes, it requires so much more energy. And the pros outweigh the cons. For yeah. every time yeah. that there's a Loki's plan doesn't make sense, there's a, a WandaVision. 
You know, there's a, there's a yeah. there's a, a movie that, there's a Thor Ragnarok. There's a movie that works though you don't where if there's a plot problem Taika Waititi's comic writing is crushing it. There's you know, Tom Hiddleston is absolutely killing it as this character. No one in Justice League is killing it. No one. Like you just can't if you're going to bring together this group of superheroes, do it the way the MCU has where you've got so many other movies where you can pick and choose which ones you like, don't like, or don't want to engage with at all. Um, and, and like, th- there's variety. There's like more pros than there are cons. And that's why the Avengers works and is absolutely necessary. I, I hesitate to give it a seven because I don't think that this movie is the seven. The seven is like Endgame, you know, mm-hmm. where where everything comes together and you've got this like, climactic you know moment that pays off all of these other films before i don't know that the avengers really does that but it's pretty close yeah and i think what's important to note and i totally agree with you that you know i also struggled to give it a seven because but but the reason why it almost should is because no movie like this had ever succeeded at something like this before This is, yeah, completely new. It made, you know, now we got like Fast and the Furious as one of these type of things like Avengers and like, and we get all the DC stuff. There are, it was incredible that they were able to bring together all of these superheroes that we got individual movies of, which also everyone was worried that wasn't going to work because it had been a while since a good superhero movie had worked. So I I totally think that it is original in that way. I think it really works. I think it's really fun. I think it sets, you know, I keep talking about the tone that was set by Snyder. I just really think that this matches the tone of the other movies and it really sets in place something with a lot of stakes uh and it really it really put everything in motion. So I think it works and it needed to be made in that way. I have a few like they're not flaws I don't know where else to put them, but just things I kept thinking about when I was watching it. Like at one point, they kind of bring up a whole the whole flaw at least in the like Hydra is secretly Shield or Shield is secretly Hydra uh, Hydra plot because Tony says that he's running an encryption that's getting into oh, all yeah. the deepest secrets of shield and he's like this will make i will find out every little detail about shield because they don't trust them or or nick fury and it's like how'd you not fucking find out that it was hydra when you did that you know that's like where you could have snuck in like a little anecdote about that but i don't know if they were ready to do that even though winter soldier was only a little bit after also this probably should have been in spectacularity because every fucking time i watch this movie or any movie of this scale I can't stop thinking about it, but like, are you not sitting there the whole time thinking about how much property damage is happening? <laughs> Do we till you watch, watch these Godzilla movies? versus Kong? <laughs> I mean, I cannot get through this movie without running up the costs in my head. And then I started thinking this time about like PTSD. Cause there's that scene where they go inside the office building and that huge like worm caterpillar fucking whale? spaceship monster whale is coming <laughs> towards them. Which would be, I just can't imagine that happening in real life, but you're in the office building. And then from the other side of the building, you see this giant fucking green man (laughs) run through next to you and run out of the window and jump and hit it. 
I would be fucked up for my entire life. Props to like I gotta say, the self-awareness of Marvel though because they make an entire movie like very premised around about, like, the, like damage. the damage that they do. <laughs> and it was weird because actually Batman versus Superman did the same thing and they came out the same year and that's why we did an episode on that. And if you haven't heard that episode, you should go back and listen because um, it's a great one. But... Man, Earth be so fucked up in Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, I would hate living on that Earth. Fuck that. Um, anyways, I still from, give it a six out of seven. Like huge what about you, Liv? Cities that would occur. People. Would I mean, move you out disappear. Of big People would go live in like you disappear. Towns like, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the first major died. thing that happened in Thor was in a small town, and they talk about it in this movie. He says they leveled mm-hmm. a small town. Like, it's yeah. you're not really safe anywhere. Um, I gave it a six. <laughs> I think you both covered pretty much every point that I could. I just think it was incredibly needed. I think I think Marvel is just an original thing. I think the whole MCU is a very original thing. I don't the only reason it's not getting a seven is because they've done even more incredible things within their decade of films that they did and what they're continuing to do with these new shows that they're coming out with. It's just remarkable. But it was needed. I mean, it's it's the first of its kind. It was incredibly well done for being the first of its kind and still holding up to this day. And no one's really been able to surpass that yet with their own like universe. And I just I think it's incredible. I still watching it last night. I was still blown away at how amazing of a job they did bringing this many characters and this many storylines together in a film and like it's it's multiple people you had never met before. Like yes, Black Widow had been slightly in Iron Man, but she was way more in this than she'd ever been yeah. in anything. Hawkeye as well, and mm-hmm. then you've got um, Agent Coulson, like just a bunch of characters that, and like Hulk, right? Like you have yeah. Incredible Hulk, but like felt like a distant memory, honestly. And this was an entirely new person they brought in, and his whole scene with Scarlett Johansson. When they're in that that like hut and on oh, the city, it's, so it's such a great scene, yeah. and it establishes him so quickly, just mm-hmm. who he is and his intelligence and his empathy and him and the other guy. Like for them to be able to just put that small of a scene in to establish a new actor as this character, it's one of a kind. They're just incredible oh, at what definitely. they do. So it's a six. I was so close to giving it a seven, but I'll go with a six just because of the other MCU content. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up with our last category then. Uh, let's talk about because I I think that kind of goes into this. Yeah. Let's talk about the legacy. What's the lasting legacy of these movies? How will they be talked about? How have they been talked about? Um, we'll start with the Avengers because that's a little bit easier. Um, it this is interesting because this is not my personal favorite. You know, I it's not even in my top five for Marvel movies. Um, but we needed it at the time, as we just discussed, and it built what we know now. Like, we wouldn't have the superhero movies that we have if we didn't have this one. Um, it's also, like, still, like, the eighth highest grossing movie of all time. Is it time. eight? I'm going to look. Yeah, it's still eight. Oh, okay. Uh, I just checked this. Um, and then it's, like, this movie, just this movie alone, because we've gotten so many better movies since then from Marvel and like they've expanded it so much and they've been so successful with the other Avengers movies. Just this movie alone put DC in its wake. Like DC will forever be in Marvel's fucking shadow because of this movie. 
and they never got past it. It's like that fucking Gonzaga Baylor game. Gonzaga <sighs> lost that game. Had to in find the a first, way to like, throw 30 that in. Seconds. Yeah, because I'm still fucking <laughs> depressed that I didn't talk about it at the start. But Gonzaga lost that game in the first 30 seconds and never could recover from that. It's the same thing. DC, DC lost yeah. the battle in the fir- yeah. the first Avengers movie, and they've never recovered. So and they never will, and they should burn it down. I think I want to give it a seven. It's tough because, like, personally, I want to give it a six because it's not my favorite. But objectively, we needed this to get everything else. So I'll give it a seven. Yeah. What about you guys? I think it's a seven. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. I don't think there's any reason not to give okay. it a seven. I do. Yeah, I can't really it. argue otherwise. So yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's spawning something that's once, you know, it, once in a lifetime. Like it's just never been done. I mean, it was like the this magnitude. It's like, it's funny because they like, it, there was so much built after it, but it does kind of feel like the culmination of that whole decade. Like it really is just like the epitome of what that decade yeah. means when you watch it you're like mm-hmm. these are the core people of w- what i've watched for the last 10 years and this is what brought them together and that just feels so special and i think everyone will continue to love this movie and watch it and it's only going to continue to do well there I, I mean re-watching it last night like i just had so much fun there was i had no moments where i was like i don't i'm done with this i'm i'm over it at this point or i want to watch end game like i Same. enjoyed it so much it's just a feel good yeah. corny fun comic book movie and the rest of it's amazing and magical and powerful because it's deeper but it's also just fucking fun to watch a really fun, corny comic book movie, and they do it perfectly. So I yeah. will always throw this on when I need something to cheer me up. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. You just said that perfectly. Yeah. Is it racist that, uh, Steve, that <laughs> yes. Steve Rogers if you tips Nick Fury? He doesn't tip him. It's a bet. He doesn't tip it's him. A it's bet. a bet. It's a he bet. He says $10. When he's yeah, punching he the bags, he's like $10. $10 bucks. says that you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, $10 bucks says you're wrong because he's like, I think I've seen enough or I've seen it all. And he's like, that $10 bucks says you're wrong. That's so much better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. Cut that Jesus. from the Oh, man. Cut that I can't believe you missed that joke. Cut that from the podcast. God damn it. All right. Sorry. Um, all right. We'll talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, legacy. Another, I mean. Coffee. I actually have an interesting take look, on this. Oh. All right, let's hear it. This is the highest scoring I'm going to give this movie. What are you giving it? Yeah. I'm going to give it Same. a six. Oh, Sam. Because legacy is legacy. It doesn't have to be a good one. Like, I just, like, you know, bad press is still good press for a lot of things. Like, this movie is going to be, this whole situation and this movie is going to be talked about for a very, very long time. And when people mm-hmm. talk about DC, they're going to talk about this, whether it was good or not. Like, this was huge. This was a big deal. And this being released when it was, everyone was fucking watching it. Even people who hate DC were watching it because it was fascinating and interesting. And they wanted to see if this could be DC's turn where things got better. So I just feel like, by definition, this is going to be, this is going to have a legacy. Whether it's a good one, maybe not, but it's going to have a really strong legacy and be talked about for a long time. Yeah, the fact that this exists speaks to its legacy. Yeah. Like, the fact that fans were able to petition this, mm-hmm. and they got, they got like, over 180,000 fans or something to do that, like, and they raised all that money, like, yeah, it's going to have a huge legacy. It also was way better received, like, uh, almost all... Critics, you know, yeah. The, the majority of critics liked it a lot more, and audiences liked it a lot more. I don't think it... 
The it, majority it of people with eyes and ears liked it more than the first one. They liked it more. I still don't think anyone, like, you know, besides DC super fans, like, it still doesn't make DCEU no. any better than MCU. They still had to spend $70 million more million to make this one, and you're not getting anything in return, really, because it went through HBO Max, and apparently it drew a smaller streaming share than... Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Godzilla versus Kong. And I love that Judas and the Black Messiah uh, had That's so many incredible. More Wonder Woman yeah. came out at Christmas, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that's probably part of that one, right? Yeah, that's true because everyone was at everyone home. Everyone was at, at home with time. their families, so they're like, let's put this on. And it, there was a lot of hype going into that one as well. Because Wonder Woman it, was the first thing DC did that was And then good. when people hated it, everyone was like, I got to see this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like it. Ha- it also has its own legacy because, like, it teased this apocalyptic future and where you would think that the movie series was going to go. That might never exist, so it only exists in this cut, and yeah. that's going to live on. And like, fans are going to be obsessed with that. And I still enjoyed this movie more than the Joss cut. I enjoyed it more than Wonder Woman eighty four. I enjoyed it more than Aquaman, Batman versus Superman, everything in that pretty much, except for Wonder Woman. I'm right there with you guys. Yes. And Man of Steel. I don't have anything else to add. I mean, it's just really cool that this even exists, and that's a really good point, Gabe. That like that that end part probably only will ever exist in this. I mean, honestly, I would love to see what happens there, but I don't care enough. I'd love that if they just. <laughs> it's funny that you guys feel that way because honestly, watching that little bit. I like walked out of the room the second it ended because oh, I, I was like, that scene. but it was kind of more for me where I was just like, please don't fucking make that movie. I don't want it. I'm already upset by <laughs> you, it. Like you also I just, had sat I'm there like for four hours. It's true. I was done. I was very done <laughs> at that point. But I just, if anything, that that moment solidified for me, just because he's just such a bad Joker. But I just like that moment was like, I I don't want you to continue making more of this series. It's just bad. Yeah. Like Nick has said multiple times, please burn this to the ground. Just stop. Start over entirely. It's not worth it. Although Suicide Squad's coming, so who fucking knows? Yeah, but that actually looks pretty good. Um, James Gunn looks like he's gonna kill it. Uh, I like that trailer a lot. Um, ninety-one. Yeah. Okay. To fifty-five. So ninety-one out of one hundred and five, and fifty-five out of one hundred and five. Layla really tanked that score. Yeah, I did. Uh, but it wasn't gonna get a good <laughs> one anyways. I think we only went it. one above average. Um, yeah. All right. Well, any recommendations for other things like this? Yeah, watch the whole uh, Marvel universe if you never have. Just yeah, go do that. I also i I personally like Falcon and the Winter Soldier so far, and at the very least, it's very entertaining. Yeah, if so you like just fun Marvel content, for sure, watch the show. Like, it's just I it's entertaining. Yeah. I don't expect too much though. Yeah, but I think, like, the people that didn't, you know, like, for us, we really like WandaVision because it's, like, a lot smarter, um, and it's it's definitely a better show, at least so far, WandaVision, um, but there were people that, like, maybe didn't like that style, and they wanted more of, like, the Avengers-type style, like, action-packed, yeah. like, being it reminds yeah. me... It reminds me a lot of Bad Boys, and if you like the Bad Boys movies, like I think you'll like Interesting. it. Interesting. Um, I think that's a great point, though. If you are, a, if you listener were never a huge Marvel person and you liked WandaVision because it was different, do not watch Falcon and Winter no, Soldier. No, you can still watch it. We just, <laughs> just don't, don't expect think you, it to be. You might that. not like it. Well, no, I think it goes either way. 
I think it either, yeah. like, if you didn't like WandaVision that much because it was too weird, you'll like this. Yeah. I mean, if I talked... If you liked WandaVision... Yeah. I talked to a friend who had never seen anything in the Marvel Universe, watched WandaVision, adored it, and then she started watching Falcon and Winter Soldier and was like, I'm going to dip out now. Like, I just think it yeah. is, like, pure Marvel. So if you're a comic book person and you really like that, like, fun banter between boys and that action kind of <laughs> shit, this is perfect for you. But if you boys want something deeper... <laughs> Don't watch this show. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. Um, next week, we are going to be doing the 2014 Godzilla versus Godzilla Sorry, I just hit my v mic. Kong. <laughs> because I have to say V Kong because it's pretty confusing to say that we're doing Godzilla versus Godzilla versus I Kong. I still think. But anyways. still think <laughs> we should have done Godzilla versus Godzilla versus Kong versus Kong Skull Island would have been funny but it would have been bad yeah but i wanted enough of a separation in quality between the two movies uh and i think that we might get that here uh if you want to go watch those movies they are on hbo max right now uh as we said you could go and follow us on instagram or on it's uh just look up facing off pod uh and we're also on twitter look up facing off pod send us emails facing off podcast at gmail.com let us know what you thought of these movies and what movies you would want us to hear or if you have any like weird shit that you found on the internet and just want to send it to us randomly go ahead and do that uh do you guys have a send-off what is that it's not on hbo no but it's it's on hbo max i just saw that yesterday oh and if it says hulu then it's probably hulu the extension like you can extend your i just got confused fans because godzilla the like the first one that we're doing it against says it's on hulu but i have no idea it's it's i think it's the extension but anyways look it up on hulu if you have that extension or just look it up on hbo max uh do you guys have a send-off nick were you doing one I don't. I never do. Target acquired. Target engaged. Target angry. Target angry. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.